Welcome to this episode 61 of the Northern Invasion podcast. You are joined by myself, Stu West, and we have with us Mr. Scott Smith. Good evening. We have, after a, a little hiatus, having children and studying and learning how to, I don't know, do stuff, uh, it's Mr. Nathan Watson. Guten Tag. And then joining us is the first uh, and the greatest. We have Captain <laughs> Curry. Uh, set the bar highway, don't you? Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Good evening, sir. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We all went uh, last week on a little road trip um, down into Englandshire to Warhammer World, um, where we had we had uh, fun, frolicking, and excitement. Um, some of us were more successful than others, um, so we'll maybe we'll maybe touch on that. Um, we'll not we'll not go through our uh, our uh, hobby updates and all that because I think it's been a bit of a while. Um, but we'll maybe just quickly uh, see what we took. So I took Fire Slayers. My second ever game was my first game because I played a. A warm-up game as a as a battle report using the list uh, in the week. Um, it's safe to say that that game <laughs> went a bit smoother than the ones at Warhammer World. Um, but yeah, I took Fire Slayers. It was good. I took the Magma Droth one um, with a couple of allied gun haulers. Um, maybe talk about how things went shortly. But yeah, that was me. What about yourself, Scott? What did you take? I had the Mega Gargants. Sons of Behemoth, so four Mega Gargants. Um, after smashing up the Scottish team for the last two tournaments, I thought I'd take it down south and see if I could uh, get that elusive 4-1. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, I had a couple of Kraken Eaters, a uh, uh, Gatebreaker and a War Stomper. So playing Taker Tribe, one drop t- Taker Tribe. Nice. For me. Yeah. Good stuff. And Mr Watson? Um, I had Legion of the First Prince with uh, the usual loadout, Kairos, Bellicor. Uh, this time I took Blue Scribes instead of the Slaves of Darkness Demon Prince, uh, Epitome. And then Pinks and Blood Letters. It was good. Um, was that influenced in any way by the the prime targets sort of thing, being Bellicor, Kairos and the Demon Prince? Or had you already decided to take them instead anyway? Um, so I've always played Legion with two times ten pink horrors, at least, um, and with the points increases, um, you can either have to give up on certain endless spells, which I didn't want to because I took the bridge as well. I really like playing with the bridge, um, or you you need to to give up um, the demon prince. I actually don't think that it's that hard to keep the demon prince alive uh, so the the hunter points are kind of negligible really um okay. but no it was uh it, it was just because I, I wanted to take the pink orders with the five plus okay. plus ward yeah cool and um, what about yourself um captain what did you what did you take i took the magic king of norgo uh, with the drowned men so uh, gaudy and friends Lottie, uh, the Glockin, Festus, uh, a lot of afflictions, uh, some flies, plague bearers, 
couple of uh, main stealer sphinxes, sphinx, as, as they shall now be called, um, <laughs> and, a, and a single fly. So yeah, it was it was good, very enjoyable list. And I'm, I'm yeah. sure we'll go into the details. Yeah, I think uh, I think um, a couple of people have have already commented from my my uh, perusings of the interwebs. Um, on the combination between the the sphinx, the sphinx eye, sphinxes, sphinx, sphinx, whatever the plural is, and it's probably just sphinx, and uh, and the glockkin. So we'll maybe talk about a little bit of the tech at the end, but uh, we'll we'll just touch on ad really quick, I suppose. Um, we could maybe do that just through the whole thing, just give a nod to our opponents and what happened. Uh, general overview of the game and then talk about how the lists worked what I'd, what you'd do to change it I suppose um, so we got there we had a quite a long drive um, I deposited the chicken dog um, with Scott's family and collect, we collected everybody and headed down so it was quite late and we were staying a little bit out of town so we, we didn't go wild or anything we uh, we had a couple of tame nights although we did drink we did purchase and drink all of the Scottish beer in the in the region where we were staying um we emptied the shops of brewdog which was quite a feat i think uh and then we we kind of lived dined on takeaway for a couple of nights uh but day one we rocked up um it's really good at warhammer world for those that haven't been they really should go um tables look amazing nowadays um i think uh it's it's really come on leaps and bounds. Um, I remember when I used to go and they used to have those old big plastic realm of battle boards that were really good, but they were so inappropriate for balancing models on and everything slid everywhere. And now you've got Very these nice mats. Yeah. <laughs> you've now got these nice mats that, and the tables all seem to be themed with different types of uh, scenery on there. And then there's, there's a little crib sheet on the table saying what the... Uh, what the rules are for the scenery they all look great it's really nice and it's well well run uh lunch is put on in the staff canteen uh lunch isn't quite as tremendous as i remember lunch being i think if there was anything i mean that the event was run excellently everybody's really nice the staff are nice the people are nice it looks great but i think i don't know i don't know about what you guys found but uh I think the, the lunch isn't what it used to be. <laughs> well, I think yeah. it's, Actually, you, it's, you've got a few more winters on than the rest of us. Uh, well, yeah. Maybe except Scott, but uh, I've been to two tournaments at Warworld, and I say the food was pretty much on par with what it used to be. But I must say, I echo your comment about the tables. It was night and day. Uh, it, yeah. Everyone's got a mat. The terrain, sparkle packers were clear guidance on what the terrain is. You know, photographs of the terrain and how it's set up. So. Yeah, if there's any budding TOs out there, or if you just want to go and see how a, a tournament's run smoothly, yeah. I'd say that Steve Wren and his team have, have definitely got it down to a T now. Yeah, yeah, they're a really nice, friendly, approachable bunch of folk. Uh, couldn't say a bad word about how it was run or how it looked or anything. As I say, it's it's a great venue, so head down there. Um, my gripes are maybe just my own. I just remember the glory days where I used to go to the old the old fantasy tournaments and you'd get your dinner included and on Sunday you got steak and chips and or Saturday night you got steak and chips and then on Sunday you'd be getting a, a full roast and I don't know I think I missed the chips and the burgers they used to do were really nice as well but 
it was more just like roast dinner two days and I've never liked roast dinner so <laughs> that's just me <laughs> yeah I, no, it's, I should it, shut up <laughs> it's been the same I was at the last two kind of heat twos so what's that three years and four years ago um and it's it's the same as as it was then it's the same ah, sort right, of okay. ca- canteen grub which is fine I, I don't mind it but the no but the, the actual tournament running this time was definitely a step up yes um, steve's evolved over the last well i guess couple of years albeit not being allowed to because of covid but he's clearly been doing work behind the scenes and yeah the the gw mats are, are fantastic we're saying to, like everyone said it'd be great if you could buy one oh yeah I'd i'm sure we'd all have a one even if it was 100 quid we'd have still bought it yeah um yeah. I, th- I thought the train was brilliant yeah agreed. Um, nice and big and lovely gw looks great um yeah. it was there was thought into it how it was designed you know there was big stuff there was little stuff there was stuff you could walk on there was yeah um a good mix um it was pretty yeah. much garrisonable on every table wasn't there there was a bit of impassable on some there was yeah. uh yeah. there was a lot of line of sight blocking i found there was quite a lot of the big clearly, all clearly laid out and the, yeah. the score sheet from the the general's handbook was available in a, for every game an a4 copy so it was yeah it was it was slick yeah it was it was uh round of applause hats off to them so and it's always good because you go to a place like that and the atmosphere is great because well the main hall in warhammer world it, it never ages that that castle sort of look with a really nice smooth shops next door and yeah it's just it's just perfect venue really isn't it so anyway so we rocked in we uh we had a, a coffee because i think scott had supplied us with bacon rolls for breakfast which was lovely um and then uh yeah we got we got our pairings and we found out the the games for the the full weekend i think we were given all five at the beginning um and we played go on hit us with it what did we play first what was the mission first blood first blood okay so we played first blood and i i I'll, i'll say me quickly i uh I played Nurgle first. Um, really nice table. There was some really big pieces of terrain. Um, the lad was really nice, called Tom. Um, really friendly lad. Um, I, I don't think he'll mind saying that. I think he was fairly new to things. Um, so there was a little bit of an issue with him in his deployment in that there was a big piece of terrain in his, his uh, territory. So I think he's he could have deployed a little bit better and he ended up spending a couple of turns trying to get some of his key models around the terrain and get them in into the fight and with the fire slayers it was just a matter of running on um parking the bus and and grinding out the uh the scores really i suppose so it, there wasn't a massive amount for us to uh, to be said about that one it was um it was a good fun game um and as i say tom was a really nice lad his army looked great um but it didn't go his way unfortunately and by the time he got the things in his army where he wanted them to be um the way that mission scores um he wasn't going to be coming back so so it was it was a fairly quick one from my side uh what about yourself scott what did you have so game one i was up against new deepkin which i was quite oh i was just i was hoping to play on this weekend it's been ages since i played deepkin i think it was nathan in AOS one uh, at the club about three, well, probably four years ago. Uh, so that was cool, and it was um, it was a chap called Dan Arnold, and I was thinking I know this name, and I can't I couldn't place him. 
place the name uh, or even to the face when I when I when I met him at the table. Then I realised Andy was chatting to him. They were sort of back to back, and it turns out it was uh, one of the co-TOs of the Six Nations down in Cardiff. So that was a uh, lovely game one to have as somebody who knows the game inside out and uh, very very polite, very uh, welcoming, etc. So yeah, great game one. Um, he he had a sort of mixed new deepkin list. There was there was a king. There, there was Lotan. He's he's back. Oh. <laughs> there was a unit of ten thralls. There was two units of six eels. Uh, more shark guard eels. There was four sharks in a, in a two and two ones. And there was three cheeky little ether wings as well. So uh, I was I was one drop. Um, and I got I got choice of first turn in every game. Uh, I didn't play against any other one drops. I don't think all weekend, so it was always down to me. Um, and it was a it was a pretty close game. I I, I went first and uh, you know got some points on the board, kind of standard turn one for me. Uh, and we were talking about prime points earlier. It, it it did actually come down to this in the very end. It was a it was a close game all the way through, um, and it went down to the end of turn five. Um, he got turn five priority. I'm not sure. It, I'm not sure it changed it if I got it or not. I, I can't remember exactly the details of that now. But um, you know, I scored battle tactics in all five of my my turns. My turns, I kind of maximised as much as I could. Um, uh, ultimately, came down to him. He he killed. Uh, I, th- I think he killed three of my gargants. I ended up running one away just to kind of keep it alive. But before the grand strategies came into it. Um, actually, no, you must have killed them all. I'm looking at my tick sheet here, and I haven't ticked my grand strategy, so I must have lost all four. But um, my list is, is worth, in the new money, with those priority VP, there's seven extra VP in there, two for each of the Krakens and the Gatebreaker, and one for the Warstomper. Um, and the final score after turn five was uh, was 26-24, just on game VP. Then he gets his grand strategy. For an extra three, so it's 29-24. So take off my seven VP. Uh, you know that's a win to the to the Mega Gargan. So it was a close game. It was really good. It, it it went it went the full distance. Not much you can more you can ask for really. Um, and it kind of illustrates that the the priority VP did its job. You know my my, my list does give a lot away. Um, I I did know about it obviously going into the, the well. Well, did it come out on the Monday before we went down? Um, and I couldn't be bothered choosing the list, to be honest. I didn't really want to change. Uh, I wanted to see how it played, basically, just just, just to see how much the, the VP hurt me. Um, well, <laughs> and it did in this game. Uh, so, yeah, I lost a loss for, for game one. The VP had an impact, um, but it was a really good game. And, it you know, it, it went the full distance. So I was, I was quite happy. Cool. Nice. Um, what about yourself, Nathan? How did your uh, first game go? Uh, anything that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> um, I was playing against Adam Sinclair from... What's the name of the club that he plays at? It's quite well-known. Drag, uh, Dragon Slayers or something like that. They have a... Is it the Sheffield Slaughter event? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Dragon Slayers, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Red T-shirt. Yeah. Um, I recognised the t-shirt but I'd never been introduced to Adam before he had uh, KO and Gotrek and obviously I was playing uh, Legion of the First Prince and I'd, 
I've felt confident against Gotrek with Bellicor, but I, I don't know if it was a bit of unfamiliarity with the army, uh, like Legion. I've not played at a tournament since October, but I, I, with it being a diagonal deployment, I felt foul of spreading myself a bit too thin and just left targets for the KO bots to, to pick off one at a time. Uh, turn one uh, had set up to screen off basically every objective, created a big bit of space between me and Gotrek with the intention to Bellicorum, failed my summon turn one, so I wasn't able to screen off the, the third objective. So I was leaving a primary point available right away and I'd not screened off my uh, free battle line unit. So I knew that there was uh, battle tactics easily up for grabs turn one as well. And then a Bellicord Gotrek and failed all of the Bellicord rolls and ended up winning the priority and having to take it because of how I'd like spread myself too thin. He'd been able to get quite a bit of damage into Bellicor. So Bellicor's ability fell off Gotrek. And yeah, everything just kind of snowballed. Um, summons weren't going off, spells weren't going off. In hindsight, I probably could have just committed to two objectives with the pinks and just tried to kill Gotrek. Like, I've been running it over in my head, and I reckon that the pinks could get him low enough that if he puts himself into combat, he would eventually die because he couldn't heal himself. Because I think he only does about 10 or 15 damage a swing into pinks, so I would be able to hold him long enough till he died. But yeah, no, um, I just I gave, I gave away too many easy battle tactics to KO when they should really be struggling to, to get them against Marmy. Um and yeah, it was dealt a fairly convincing loss in the end. I think I gave up about five extra points with the, the battle pack update, um, with the hunters, with pinks and Bellicor and Kairos and stuff. But it didn't it didn't make a, a difference in our game. Um the, the score had kind of run away from itself by the time game three came. Uh, turn three came. So yeah, no, I ended up losing that game. Okay, what about yourself, Andy? Uh, game one was against a gentleman called Rob Poole, who was up from London and he'd uh, decided to go play hardcore Warhammer and play the brand new Fireslayer book, having played zero practice games. So he had the, the, the foot slogging army, uh, but all the, mm. the foot heroes get plus two wounds or plus one wound. Yeah, um, great feared. Yeah, great feared. So a couple of blocks of Volkites, three blocks of a Hearth Guard Berserkers with a couple with pole arms and one with the, the axes and six heroes um so I, I mean as a fast player it was really interesting to see the new book on the table and and i mean i had maybe poo-pooed the, the book uh in terms of what it could do and, and this game certainly showed me that it's still got teeth so um I, I got up early um the the sphinxes really help you to get those extra points for run three monsters um battle line kills and so on so you, you can get up quite quickly and the wheel the wheel fell kindly so Nurgle have this ability uh, where it replicates the board becoming more and more corrupted as the game goes on so you roll a dice pick a pick a point on the, the Nurgle's wheel and, and then from that point you play the game and it, it fell very kindly to me so turn turn one you couldn't use any heroic abilities and, and turn two you couldn't pile in so if you get the, you can start to set up some some nice charges and 
hold up key units, you know, so that they can't pile in any closer to you. And at that point, you can you can tie them up and basically to prevent them from scoring any battle tactics, which is what I did. So going into turn three, I was well ahead. But this is where the Farslayers come into their own. You know, you start to see they still got teeth. They they killed a fair whack. They, they killed the Glockin and things. So it ended up a, a, you know it ended up being a game from from turn two where it looked like you couldn't even pick a battle tactic. Um, but I did take the major thirty to ten uh, in the end up, but I don't think that's a fair reflection of either Rob's ability or the army itself. You know, you could see as he got more and more used to what the army could do, um, that things were clicking for him, and, and I know that he did uh, pretty well across the whole weekend. So, yeah, really enjoyed it as a, as a starter, and and uh, it was nice to pick a win up on the first day. Um, as opposed to game five on on the second day, like the last time I was at Warhammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, you had designed designed a list to to play what the prevalent army was, and then you didn't yeah. get drawn against it and got a so, bit smashed, didn't you? What happens when you go meta chasing? You try and take a Zulfin list to face Gristlegore when they were at the apex, and and, and never see it all weekend. So yeah, there's a lesson. There's a lesson for you kids. Don't don't chase the meta. <laughs> So so then after after lunch, um, we went into what was our second game? Tectonic. Tectonic. Oh god, Tectonic it was. Yeah. Um, so I in game one, um, just looking at it. Yeah, I scored twenty eight to twelve, which put me on table two um, for um, round number two. And I played against um, Paul. I think it's Paul Buckler. Was he called Paul Buckler? Um, and Paul yeah. Paul works with the pro painted um, setup, so um, yeah, we had <laughs> lots of matching tokens that got confusing for a little while. Um, but Paul was uh, running fire slayers as well. Now he was running the other one, the Vorstag Lodge. So he had the one where um, Vulkites on the charge get plus one to hit and wound, and he schooled me in how to use these fire scale, fire slayers, and he really did show me um, some yeah some some of the strengths so with the support characters he had um he could get these these uh volkites that are like a what, 160 point wound, uh 20 wound unit on a on um well just pretty much naturally running in on a three three attacks each on twos and twos and then you can be popping runes to do mortal wounds on uh on sixes or you can they can have a rend and whatnot and they're pretty pretty scary. I went with the loadout with the shields because I like the sling shield and I like the four up save, but it definitely showed me that um, in that lodge in particular, you want the, the paired hand weapons. The anyway, this one, well. yeah, yeah, I, such a. There are some really nice little. I've been writing lists since then, um, and the one where you can uh, you can take. Uh, you can take Gotrek and give him the runes so he's on plus two to move and things like that. Um, uh, in round one, you can really shift him where you need it. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. So anyway, in uh, in this one, uh, it was a lot closer, I think, than it ever had a right to be. Um, but I was really focusing on scoring my battle tactics all weekend. I did only drop one all weekend. So I was trying to get into that whole swing of even if things weren't going right, to make sure that I, I got it all the time. Um, and in this one, um, it ended up really coming down to one priority role towards the end. 
Um, and it, it finished at 31 points to 30 um, against me. But Paul really knew that army. Um, and as I say, uh, yeah, he, he gave me a bit of a schooling. So so I appreciated it. And he was a really nice bloke. And, um, I was going to say, yeah. it, must be, it must be nice to... to... I know the mirror match isn't always great, but the weekend after the book comes out, and to play someone who knows it inside out, it, it must be good not only yeah. for the army going forward, even just for that weekend. You know, yeah, it was great for me. Um, and yeah, it, he, yeah, he, he was tight. He knew his stuff. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. A, a real pleasure. So, so that was me. It was a very, very the narrowest of losses, but. <laughs> It was the start of a <laughs> the, the start of a I don't know a, a sequence I suppose. Comment what about you, Scott? <laughs> what did you have next? So game two, I had a chap called Alec Blackman, um, who was running Slaves to Darkness, uh, a very fluffy list as it turned out. Um, he had he had three Chaos Lords, so one on one on foot, one on a Manticore, and one on a Carcadrac, and a Sorcerer Chaos Lord, so it's kind of four Chaos Lords. Um, he had a couple of units of knights. I think he had a couple of units of warriors. Um, he had a he had a mutilith of vortex beast, which I've never ever ever seen on the table anywhere before. So that was cool. Um, and he had a war shrine, which was uh, buffing things up a little bit. And he had a fomeroid crusher as well. So a really kind of weird and wonderful little list. I think it was a, a ravager list because he had a couple of units of the the war cry gangs. The that kind of ambushed on or whatever. It sounds um, like an Eric list. It sounds yeah, like an it, Eric list. <laughs> it, 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 it was a mad wee list. I was like, what, what does this do? Is this going to catch me out here? Um, so it was a unit of the kind of, oh, what are they called? The the the, the, um, the kind of corny Warcry um, gang ones, the sort of metal heads and all that, what they oh, call yeah. And the kind of scouty ones as well. Um, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot the names of them. I can't. Well, I the untamed beasts are the scouty ones that do the that's pre-game. The iron, iron golems. Is it? That's the it. iron golems. That's the others. Yeah. A couple of it was a sort of big units of ten of them or whatever they are, nines or tens or something. So, um, but yeah, this was tectonic. So this was uh, good for me, especially being one drop. I, I I went first and I just marched up and sat on the objectives to the old the old mega gargant way. So I'm scoring, uh, you know, maximum points turn one. Uh, with a battle tactic, and then he just came at me. There was there was there was very, there was very little finesse in his tactics. He just he just thought I'm just going to go for you, and he chucked some stuff in, and uh, we started killing. Well, I started killing him basically, <laughs> and I think I got an extra. I must have killed one of the monsters uh, turn one. It maybe it was the it might have been the the Manticore Lord actually. I think I killed turn one. He just charged him in, and I just smacked him. Um, so I ended up getting eight points in my first turn. So I was pretty chuffed with that. Um, yeah, and he, it, it, I mean, long story short, it finished 36-2 to me. It was a terribly one-sided game. One of those where you feel like, well, <laughs> where you do apologise as you're going through it. <laughs> and he's pulling his models off. I did fail. I did fail one battle tactic um, with my <laughs> with my Gatebreaker. He, he he charged his Chaos Knights into my Gatebreaker. Um, he's got a six-up board, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't worried at any point. And I thought, well, I'm just going to swing through these, no problem. Um, took a took a while, um, and I think one of the units ended up with just being one one uh, chaos knight left. So what are they two wounds each, and I put I, I think there was another unit of two next to him, and maybe one of this 
um, units of untamed beasts has come in or something. So there's, there's three kind of weakened units into my gatebreaker, and you you do that usual thing where you think, mm, okay, I'll split my attacks here. I'll try and think what I need to think. Well, I'd already gone I'd gone for broken ranks to kill this this one chaos knight. Um, so I put the I put the ten flail attacks into him, which might have been reduced down to nine or eight if he was bracketed. I can't remember. And then I split the rest of the attacks between the rest of not really caring if I killed them or not. Um, and of course, you know you know what happened. My my, uh, my eight, nine or ten flails, whatever it was, failed to kill this one horsey. Uh, so I failed that battle tactic, which was worth three because I'm a monster. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. He only scored one battle tactic. And that was turn two. That, that was Savage Spearhead when he, he launched his stuff into my, uh, into my territory. So yeah. Um, tabled him in the end, um, didn't lose any gargants, so no no priority VP lost in this game. Um, yeah, but horrendously one-sided, so a big big win for the gargants game too. Good stuff. And how did the Legion go in game two? Much better. <laughs> um, I played against Cat uh, Binley. Cat Binley. Never played her. Uh, they I've never played against them before, and um, but they had what is quite a common list now, I guess, with the two mega gargants, the little mega gargant and Kragnos. I played against Mark Storar's version of it, at Tempest, and it was a really close game. Um, but I kind of learned quite a bit from that, and I was able to make it so this one wasn't so close. Um, <clears throat> it was uh, tectonic interference, which is the kind of the one where one becomes a primary objective, isn't it? And yep. all three of them are in the middle, yeah. So I had the choice of turn, um, and I kind of normally always go first and walk onto the the objectives and try and play for that double where I can bellicor something. Um, but because she was playing with the Kragnos version, I knew that uh, they, they probably would have wanted to charge me. Um, so what I did was I deployed in such a way that if they did charge me, then their models would not be in the objectives. So I didn't deploy on the line, uh, deployed a little bit further back. Um, they ended up failing their charges anyway, but they did try to, to charge into me turn one. Yeah, so it could have worked out to my benefit with them because if they like got into me, I could just teleport away and steal an objective. Uh, so I minimised damage turn one, and then in my turn just started like chipping away, uh, cracking eater, got it to like four or five wounds left after my first turn. Held on to Bellicor's ability, didn't use it until um, so like I, I got the double into turn two, took the double, killed the cracking eater, and then um, used. The Bellicor ability on Kragnos, who was standing right in the middle of the table, so couldn't do anything turn two, then couldn't do anything turn three, and then turn four, Kairos his charge, um, and then just like kind of controlled the, the whole board, basically. Everything everything went right, never failed a summon, never failed a Bellicor roll, and yeah, just ran away with the game, really. So I think, uh, what was the score? They scored 18, and I scored... Grandma. I scored 31. So I was getting all the bonus points as well because I was killing the Mega Gargants with the Contorted Epitome because it's not listed as a Prime Hunter. I was able to get like the bonus points from the, the Mega Gargants, which is quite nice. 
Um, but no, uh, fairly convincing win for the, the Legion. Um, I felt a bit bad for her because uh, they just had to play against Laurie. So back-to-back Six Nations players. Um, the, I don't think they were having a, a great start to their day. Um, but no, it was, a really good, it was really good to get to play against somebody I've never played before. Nice. Um, how did you get on the Nandy? Yeah, so game two was against uh, someone called Graham Etheridge, um, and he used to live in Aberdeen. So we were having a laugh and a joke about how he knew how the Scots uh, went on. So a good start to the game. The banter was flowing, and it set us at the tone for the game. Um, it was, I would say, probably one of my my favourite game of the weekend. Um, he had. Marathi and 35 snakes, um, split into 15 uh, bow snakes and two units of 10. So it was a a challenge, you know, but it's a challenge that I've played quite a few times now. So Six Nations, Nathan Lee, you know, I, I've came across it in a few different iterations. So I had a good idea going into the game, uh, what it could do and how I, how I had to deal with it. Um, this is also probably the first game of the weekend where the Glock can start to shine. Um, so explained it nice and early what it does you know remind your opponent um about the blitzkrieg ability so i don't think we've really touched on this yet so on scroll ability at the end of your hero's movement at the end of your opponent's uh, movement phase if the glockkin is within 12 inches of a unit him and another unit uh, from the mannequin army that's within 18 inches of the glockkin can attempt to charge so it's a counter charge ability um but the the impact it can have in a game is massive. So you can, in this game, a couple of examples where 14 bow snakes lining up the Glockin to take them off the board in one shot and uh, flung a one wound plague bearer into a unit of 14 with the Blitzkrieg <laughs> uh, and shut down the shut down the, the the shooting. And because it's in the movement phase, they can't unleash hell either. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're tied up. Um, and then later on in the game, I did it again. So he, he killed that unit of that plague bearer, obviously. I resummoned the unit of 10 uh, and then Julie made an 11 inch charge to do it again. Um, so I think the, I think the whole hall, I think the whole hall heard me at that point uh, as a little out of cheer. Um, but the, the Glock can win me the game. Uh, so let's see, it's without doubt, he, he was um, the turning point. And it, it became a pretty common theme across the weekend where the Blitzkrieg pulled me out of a hole or just let me have that uh, ability to to change what was happening in the game. Yeah. So, and uh, you could, sorry, I was just saying, and, and you had taken these Sphinxes because that combos quite nicely with charging into something because not only can you potentially charge in with something that does a, a ton of mortal wounds, they then can't go first, can they either, if you target them with the Sphinx? Yes, so in uh, so my hero phase, you can pick one unit within 12 inches and you play a little dice game. So basically you, you'll, you'll both pick a dice and uh, you hide it, you reveal it. If it's the same number, nothing happens. If there's a difference between the two, then um, that unit fights last until the, for the whole battle round. Which is which is pretty good, um, especially if you're going first in the turn, as I was quite a few times. So uh, it meant that I had uh, I could lock down like some Arathi or the fighting snakes and and, and you know, get as into them as I could. Um, and then on top of that, if you're within 12 inches of the Sphinx as well, you're you're taking off um, you're taking two off their bravery. So it starts to build up quite quickly, um, and you can you can do some nice things. So. 
Yeah, it's, it was a nice little game. It ended up being 32-18, um, and I picked up all five of my battle tactics, but um, it was pretty, it was, you know, it was key that I got those uh, blitzkrieg, uh, blitzkrieg charges off to keep me in the game. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Some big charges all weekend from you. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, then we had a, a short break. I think by this point, um, well, this was our drinking day. So, because we were going to get an Uber back, so I'd I'd been enjoying a few Bugmans um, going into Game Three. Um, game Three was what was Game Three? <laughs> That's rubbish here. Game I'm not prepped. Three was. Uh, I can sort my notes. Survival, Survival of the, the Fittest. Survival of the Fittest. Um, so I was against uh, a really really cool guy called Oscar. Um, now he, he had a Grave Lord's army. Um, and I think I'd heard, he didn't tell me this, but I heard he built and painted it in a week um, to come to the event. And he ended up going 4-1, so much as kudos to him. Um, now, he took it, and it was a great list. He had a, a Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. He had the big Radicar. Um, Then he had a, few, a couple of units of Wolves. And he had loads of shit, an absolute ton of uh, Blood Knights. I've never played Blood Knights before. Um, and I made, I suppose, my biggest error. One of the things I'm not used to is having such a high drop army because I'd taken um, a Warlord Battalion plus Hunters in the Heartland. I think I was eight or nine drops. Um, and I put myself out. Um, I thought, well, you know, I've got some pretty resilient stuff here. If he charges me, I'll be all right. And then I can maybe get the double. Um, and if he lets me go first, I'll I'll get in where I need. I'll get on the objectives. I was still thinking a bit like game one, and how game two went. But then of course he he just all in with a castle turn one. So he just came at me. Blood knights. I realise now how resilient they can be. Um, he proper pumped up his um, his vampire lord on zombie dragon. He gave it the flaming weapon lance. Um, it charged into me. Uh, did horrendous things and then I got it down to a wound and he was on one wound um and he had three mortal wo- oh, he had three saves to make and he trip sixed it on the death save uh I I couldn't believe it and at that point it was just like he, des- he I knew he deserved to win just from doing that triple six the death save and then he was proper healing healing the guy he got him back up to about 10 wounds, I think, throughout the game. And I had I ended up on, I think I won priority into five. And I had a, an opportunity to win it. Um, but I had to slay the Warlord, basically. Um, and so, and I had to do it with a monster. So I went into him again. And I, again, I got him down to one wound and he didn't die. So the guy did it. And, and yeah, so he won. Um, he did well. Uh, and yeah, those blood knights were nice. They were pretty tasty. Um, but magma Droths are really quite tanky in that Lofnir on eighteen wounds. Um, you can really, you can really knock out some damage. And that four plus to bounce mortals back as well um, is is pretty nasty with the lava blood. Um, but yeah, I lost again. So I, I, uh, but I enjoyed it. And you know, I cannot begrudge somebody who triple sixes. A save where he just needs 
you know, he had to triple six to stay in the game and he did it. So fair play to him. And then, as I say, he went on to go 4-1. So he had a really good weekend. And well done to him. He's a nice bloke. That was me. You deserve it, don't you? Oh, God, definitely. I couldn't believe it. I honestly could not. I, I think I cheered as loud as he did for that, <laughs> to be honest, because it was a, it was one of those moments. Thank you, did. I had a um, across the room. <laughs> uh, what about yourself, Scott? What were you in game three? Game three, I had a KO, a chap called John Kerr, who I'd, I'd definitely heard his name before. He's been on Twitter for years. I think he used to have a a blog, Tale of Four Gamers or something it was called. Um, so he's been around, I think he's one of the sort of uh, characters in the scene for many years. Um, as we're sort of halfway through our game, both uh, Ben Curry and Ben Johnson were floating about the hall and they came and chatted to him. So he's obviously been around for a while. Um, anyway, he's uh, <clears throat> he had this lovely mental KO army um, with the biggest ironclad I've ever seen. It was... Uh, He'd sort of uh, stretched it. He, he pimped it basically. So it was, I think it was an ironclad chassis in there somewhere. But he'd added bits to it, and it was probably about at least twice as long. Um, and he, he put this enormous kind of custom, like a kind of Hoover bag, <laughs> to, to, yeah. as the sort of blimp bit for it. Um, turns out it was, it was it was actually a bit of t-shirt. But everyone who saw it thought, oh, "Is that a Hoover bag?" Okay. I think he was getting a bit pissed off with, it, with explaining it at the end, but. <laughs> It was a stunning army. It was a really, really well-painted army as well. It was um, one of the ones in the cabinet. Um, and being up close to it, I, I had that big ironclad right in my face because obviously it was uh, it was jumping up and down, going across the across the board at will. Um, and it was right in front of me, so I was in right, I was in right good stare at it at one point. Um, and he was he crammed it full of models. I think he was. He, he said to me, oh, it's my my aim is to get as many old dwarf models in in it as I can." And he. Yeah, it was just it was it was really cool. And by this point we started drinking I started drinking beer, so it was getting a little bit loose as well. Um so it was a it was a cool game for you to have. Um it it, it was close. It was uh, I'm just looking at my score sheet here. There was a so he had a he, he had the big ironclad, it was full of full of guys and a couple of characters at least as well. So I think it was an Admiral, a navigator, um and a couple of units of Arconauts in there, there may be something else as well. He had a he had a separate gun hauler that was just kind of sitting as a sort of like, almost like a sniper rifle across the board. And he had a couple of, um, I think, a, a small unit of um, riggers and, a, and, and one of the dirigible suit engine masters as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's KO into Megas. It's one of those where I'm thinking he, he can just dodge me and, and, and shoot me. The, um, but it was a very close game. Again, looking at my notes here. There was oh actually what he did have was an allied um, magma droth. You were talking about magma droth being good. Yeah, they're certainly tough. He had, he had an allied magma droth hero. I can't remember what it is. It'll be in the lists there. Which there's a Rinsun, Barrack Thring. They get exploding sixes one turn of the game or something like that. Um, yeah, fire slayers and stuff. So that rings a bell. Um, I'm looking at my failed battle tactic. This was my turn three. Uh, I went and bring it down on the magma droth. It was definitely it was weakened. So he'd, he'd I think he'd shoved it into one of my gargants. I think my gatebreaker went down pretty early. He targeted that with his with his with, it, with everything. <laughs> um, and I got I definitely weakened it. I went and bring it down, and um, actually he'd killed it, it. It was in amongst the gatebreaker. That's what it was, and it it helped kill it. So it was sitting on its own, and I had a couple of mega gargants within range. So I went and bring it down. Uh, 
moved one of them in and he, he pulls out the redeploy, which I'd, 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 I wasn't thinking about. I was a couple of points in by that point. But it was still a reasonable charge. But of course, then he, then he, then he rolls the big six. And I'm like, oh, that's that. You've just, you've just probably won the game on that alone. Um, and I failed the charge uh, with both Cargans, even with a reroll as well. Um, so that, that, that dropped me that battle tactic. That was worth, you know, what's that? That's worth an extra, what, three to me with a monster. Um, which would have been me on three turns of scoring six, um, you know, after after turns one, two, three. So uh, that was that was a turning point. It was even looking at my scores here, it was close going into turn four. I think he got that. He then got the double in in turn four, and KO double turns are never good, um, particularly when you try to keep Gargans alive. So um, yeah, it was a win for him in the end. It was a really good game. Um, I think I gave it one of my best games actually, and. Looking at the VP here, just to see the effective priority targets. I think it was, yeah, pretty close. So 32-23 I've got here is finishing. So had I scored my battle tactic, that would have been 32-26. What's that? That's a difference of what six, and I, I lost. I lost. I think I think I lost all four again. So that was seven points there. So yeah, another close game if you if you do the maths, you know. Um, but I ended up one and two after day one. So a little bit, a little bit sore. Yeah, well, we we were, yeah, you know, we we were one and one and two, one and two each. Um, yeah. But then we, we, the averages were being carried by our uh, by our com- our comrades in arms. So how, how did your uh, third game go, Nathan? Uh, so I got to play a, a Pete Brizio, Essex Pete, in game three. Um, I briefly met him. At Tempest at the start of the year. Uh, we had a, a little chat on Sunday morning, I think, while we were waiting on coffee. Um, so it was, it was really cool to get to play against someone who had like, interacted with uh, before and online and stuff. Um, and yeah, we were a couple of beers in as well and had a couple during the game. And we had just the wildest game. Like we were screaming and yelling and crazy things just kept happening it was uh it was really fun um so he had uh stormcast he had dragons uh six raptors uh three units of indictors two chariots and chariots are pretty cool um and then he had bastian carthos and a relictor as his general and it was corner deployment and i knew that i was taking first because i wanted to try and like snipe a couple of vanguard raptors but because it was corner deployment it made it so like if you i put my kairos like as far forward as i could so that like there was only really about four inches in the corner of the table that he could hide and lo and behold that's where he put his raptors but because he had packed his raptors right into the corner he actually couldn't fit the um, as general any further back they were just like blocked with models so I was able to get Kairos's spell through the portal and take out the priest which locked him in his back corner uh, which was really big um, so it allowed me to be kind of safe from the raptors for most of the game between them being stuck at the back of the board fighting chaos spawn and uh, being able to use Bellicor's ability on them um, but yeah, no, I, I was able to like get into the middle of the table and just like lock lock the the game down. But there was like loads of moments like I tried to tie up 
the Raptors in turn two with Kairos' ability, um, cast the Umbral Spell Portal, and he'd taken an Unbind as his heroic action. And he was like trying to roll his dice, and it just kept landing in scenery. So he like rolled one, and it was a three. And then like the other dice just kept landing on like a two or a one or a three. Like three times he tried to roll it, and kept landing in scenery. And I just like, got my dice train. I was like, Look, just roll it in that, and he rolled a flat six. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> he just stopped the spell right away. And then there was a Bellicor was on one wound for about 10 minutes. Um, he just couldn't bring it down the last couple of wounds. So, no, it was, it was an amazing game, but I was able to run away with it with um, his, like half his army being stuck in the, the back corner of the, the table. Um, it, was, uh, it, it was definitely good for me. But no, it was, uh, it was the first time anybody had complimented me on being a good opponent. I never get that up in Scotland. I've got a bit of a reputation, apparently. Um, but no, it was, it was really nice getting to play against uh, someone like that. English players yeah. must be horrendous if you're getting compliments. Goodness me. I know. That's what I was thinking. He probably had some really hard first games. Yeah, he must. Who did he play first? I don't know. <laughs> How did you get on, Andy? So game three was against uh, Nathan's Round one opponent, Adam Sinclair from the Dragon Slayers with his KO and, and Gothric. Um, so I, I'm not shy to say I was getting absolutely pumped in this game. Um, so like you say, it was survival of the fittest. Three objectives, Gothric pushes it, pushes it into the middle one and just bosses that. Um, I, I got a couple of lucky long charges to tie up some of these boats, but didn't really have enough damage to, to take any of the boats out, you know, try and thin the herd a bit. Um, so... Once he starts healing up and uh, once he's cleared my general and the flies, he can start flying about the board with impunity. And, and I'm looking at, at to be pretty grim heading into day three, uh, sorry, day two, uh, two and one. And uh, again, the Glockin, you know, he was staring down Gortrek. Uh, and at this point, I think Adam was just holding up points, making sure he had, he had as many battle points as possible going into, uh, into round four. So. He, he drops his ironclad uh, nine inches away from the Glockin, um, having declared bring it down on one of my sphinxes. Uh, and the Glockin duly makes a 10 inch charge to number one, get out with 12 inches of Godric uh, and, and into safety, uh, and to then absolutely bitch slap the ironclad into the deck. So um, that was the turning point, you know, and what had been a pretty, you know, I think Adam would quite happily admit he'd been cruising. Uh, and at that point, uh, to see your your battle plan dissolve just by one move, you know, he was on the back foot. And I, I think I was able to capitalise, one, on what's happened on the board, but two, in his own head. Because he, he couldn't, you know, to see a similar point model move across the board like that, uh, caught him out. And it meant that I could then start to get myself back into the game. I was hovering up uh, battle tactics again. And uh, my summoning points were kicking in as well, so I could start to bring on, you know, uh, plague bearers. I could bring on uh, beasts of Nurgle, and and going from a a losing position to to quite a strong winning position. So, you know, in the end up, I, I took the game twenty five twenty one, but at one point it looked like a twenty one to three. Uh, it really was one of those kind of games where I was getting spanked off the table. So. Uh, end up being uh, jubilant, finished the day on, on 3-0, promising 
to drink water and go to bed early and, uh, and be a good boy so that I could play well on day two. Yeah, a couple of us were fairly drunk, but the place did shut early, didn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Cool. We were out the door by eight, um, right. which was well, sad. Game. Game three only finished about half past seven or so, wasn't it? So there was, there was yeah, no, no time. Well, we finished uh, our game and we still had plenty of time left. And uh, Oscar went to buy me a sort of a consolatory pint or whatever you'd call it. And, and the shutters were down, so I didn't even get that. So that was that. That was the battle tactic I, lot. I dropped that game as well. The one where I went to oh, slay the warlord. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the one too. <laughs> So we went. We were good. We went back on the tram. I think we 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 got a Chinese takeaway uh, to have in our our uh, house, and I think we only had one can that night. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then went it to bed. Very, it was we absolutely deep. shattered. In, in yeah, because we'd had a late night bit. the night before. We had no chocolate pizza that night. So. <laughs> oh yeah, no. you're all soft. No Perudo. Tell you what, chocolate <laughs> pizza's a thing. Um, well, only one slice of chocolate pizza is a thing, and the rest of them wouldn't even wouldn't even try it. There's no spirited what? games of Scabby Queen or Perudo on Saturday night. Oh, no, there wasn't. We all went to bed <laughs> reasonably early. One um, slice of chocolate pizza and one glorious photo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it was a rank photo. Yeah, I was pretty drunk then as well. I'd driven for like 13 hours or something, then hit yeah. the beer. We drank all that brew dog, and then I was... I was caught mid mid in mid of a chocolate pizza. Mid, it was mid gobble. It was almost <laughs> porn, wasn't it? So there you it go. Was, it wasn't it was the sort of porn you want to watch. You put that in OnlyFans and got some money for that. It was the it was intense eye contact you were giving that pizza slice that got me. Yeah, maybe I should put that on the Patreon behind the behind the paywall for patrons only. <laughs> that one and the one of shirts with it. The one the morning <laughs> I said were you dribbling all down your front as well. Oh day. yeah, that one, yeah. That's on my phone just in case you ever overstep the mark. <laughs> find, find somebody who looks at you the way that Stu looks at chocolate pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. I was pretty drunk, but there you go. So uh yeah, we had a reasonable night and then we trammed in again the next morning. Yes. We? Yes, we yes. did, didn't we? We walked down for the tram. Um, yes. We got in, and uh, yeah, I was drawn into um, Empire. Uh, we had the Vice first thing, didn't we? Yep. So we were fueled by a bacon roll each again. We went in for some coffee, and uh, yeah, the Vice. So um, I'm gonna have to hit one of you guys because I'm not. Um, I'm not subscribed. I'm going to need to, you to tell me. A very big apologies to my opponent here because he was a very nice man, but I have not got um, a note of his name. His name was David Week. David. Strong. David Strong. He was strong. He, because I, it intimidated me when I read the name. I thought, oh, no. So we, uh, we had the vice, and he had a great army. It was an empire arm, army. And he had uh, he had that. I'm not going to swear. Uh, he had that <laughs> Griffin general that does that thing where on a one, yeah, you you kill it eventually. It's the only monster in the army 
And then you don't actually kill it if he rolls a two plus. So Unless your name's Phil McGuinness, in which case you do kill it. <laughs> well, a story for another day. So so yeah, it was a it was a great army. There was some uh, Griff Knights. There was uh, loads of handgunners. There was um, uh, yeah, there was the the boy on the Griffin. Um, and then he had what I didn't realize when I've played cities before is that the normal guard that I always thought was shite for eighty points are actually like a four up save or something. And then, well, maybe that's with all our defence. I can't quite remember. But then shields, when, I think. Yeah, and then you're shrugging from your general onto it. And I thought, oh, I think I put two magma droths into uh, into the general, the adjutant, and the retinue, and they held up for two rounds of combat. It was a, uh, it was scary. But yeah, it was it was a really good game. Um, I had to. I, I sent the the gun haulers in on suicide charges to um, to then pile and just tag um, the edge of the units of handgunners so that they couldn't shoot in a shooting phase into me. Um, so yeah, it it was okay. I think um, I think it was. There was a glorious moment, which is what stands out in my memory. I think we knew what had happened by four, um, but middle of four. Um, he had one, I think they were called the Dancing, were they called the Dancing Chargers or something? I can't remember. They, he had these, this unit of Griffins and they charged into a Magma Droth. I think they were doing Bring It Down on it. Um, and he went in with this one Griffin on the charge, killed the Magma Droth, finished it off my last Magma Droth, and then it bled all over him and killed him as well. It was just this brilliant cinematic moment of a Griffin. And the thing was, because the the objective was set up on the middle of the battlefield, it stopped me from auto claiming it when it when it set up the next turn because he uh, he just charged into me straight into the body and obviously melted in there. But both both models died and it it was great. That was that was the the highlight. Um, but yeah, we um, we did win um, the the fire slayers again. I think just the overall resilience paid out. I I was throwing fairly yeah, the the fast magma drops plus the um the gun haulers were kind of pinning him back while the the uh the Volkites and the Hearthguard were doing the scoring with the characters and, and I think the um the flame spitter as well that I took was doing really, really bad things because it obviously does mortals on four plus um, to units of 20 or more so into the units of handgunners it was rolling 12 dice and and doing mortals on fours which which really starts ripping through the ranks uh but yeah that was another great one uh, another really nice guy and honestly i i can't fault any of my opponents it was it was a really nice weekend i really enjoyed it um you're not so, yeah. done yet Stu. that's only game four <laughs> Yeah, no, well, I'm just saying that was that was where it was. There was another one. I do remember him as well. So, so yeah, that was me, though. So what about yourself? I had a chap called Martin Scan- Scanlon, I think his name was. Um, he had Soulbite Gravelord's Army, which was, again, a lovely-looking army. Um, just looking at my photos here to see what it was. So he had a, he had a Vampire Lord on Zombie, zombie Dragon, uh, he had Redicar the Beast, 
you had Belladama, so all, all, all the characters coming out. You had a Vengorian Lord as well, and a Necromancer. Um, 40 zombies, so that was that was interesting. Um, I think you had two units of 10 dire wolves and 10 graveguard hiding away in the in in the in the grave <coughs> to come on later on. Um, this was the vice, so again, game four and the vice, like we had Andy. Uh, you know, everyone says it suits Megas really well, so I was hoping to do better this time than against you. There wasn't a Glock in, so that helped. Um, and yeah, the plan, my game plan was just to move in the middle, as 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 you'd expect, uh, be there for waiting there for turn four when the, there's only one objective left, and hopefully we have enough around me to to, to be in charge of it. I put my Krakens in the corners because um, you can get them one inch away if you really tuck them away right in the corner. Um, just to try and boot the objective up a little bit, just to accelerate me forward a bit. Not sure it's really necessary in, in the vice actually having thought about it again, but um, anyway, it was a dead sort of cagey game. He wasn't really wanting to commit. I don't think he's he, he's only recently got back into AOS and I don't think he's played much AOS 3 at all, so he was a little bit cagey. Um, and I was just happily just to sit there and if he's not attacking me, I'm not going to rush forward and attack him. Um, I think we eventually engaged sort of turn three uh, through the middle. The zombies got in um, and I'd, I'd, I'd not played against zombies yet. I, was, I wasn't sure quite if they could, you know, how much they would do if they're buffed up. Um, oh, turn one story. What, what, what I, the, the vampire lord had pinions, obviously, as, as, as they normally do. Um and I wasn't sure if he was going to launch it in or not, turn one. Um, but anyway, he went to cast it, and I'd, I'd put heroic willpower on my gatebreaker just for a laugh, really. Um, uh, and he managed the, the gatebreaker managed to dispel pinions, so that was a nice little turn one talking point. That was quite cool. That doesn't happen very often. Um, yeah. So again, crucially, I think for me, um, I think it was turn three or turn four. Once we'd engaged in the middle. Um, I'd, I'd smashed up the zombies in, in probably, I don't know, one round of combat, maybe maybe two. Um, of course, being the soul bite player, he'd managed to roll his, uh, I think he rolled a straight six, actually, just to bring it back. I think it's, it's five or six normally, isn't it, to get them back? It's a five, but plus yeah. one for each enemy unit is killed. Okay, so I don't think you killed anyone of my guys at that point. Um yeah, it's not so good against me, that one. But he certainly rolled a, a five or a six, anyway, maybe a six. So he, he got his 20 zombies back a little bit further back. So that was the, that was the first time that happened. Um, but the crucial thing, he'd, he'd, he'd made Radikar the beast into a monster with the, the spell um, and sent him forward. He was, I think he was doing it for a ferocious advance to get the extra point, which he'd done. Um, so he was sitting there, and I think it, he, he must have charged him in as well. And he, he was a little bit weakened, and I was like, "Oh, he's he's weakened a bit. He's a monster. I can do bring it down." I'm, it's right in the middle of the table. I've got a couple of megas there. Um, that should be all right. Uh, turns out it wasn't, and that's what cost me. That's what cost me the game ultimately. Again, was this dropping this battle tactic worth three? I two megas into him, not not on the charge. He'd already charged me, um, but his uh, you know his minus one to hit, his native minus one to hit is a, is a pain. Um, and I just didn't roll well enough. It, it, it wasn't a gatebreaker. I think it was a crack and then a stomper that were that were fighting him, and I just didn't do enough wounds to to to, to bring him down. So that that cost me, you know, what's that? Five five battle ta- uh, five victory points that just for completing that or failing to complete that. So um, after that, it was a tight game. I I had enough to to contest the middle, um, just 
and, and be in control of that. But he he nudged ahead by that point and managed to get, get all his battle tactics um, for, I don't the final score here, but it was a pretty close. It was certainly only, a, I think, three points or four points at most in it at the end. Um, he'd killed, maybe, he definitely killed one, maybe two megas. So anyway, me dropping that five-point battle tactic was absolutely crucial. Um, so unfortunately, I, I went one in three after that. But a, a lovely chap. Um, he'd come up from Swindon. I, I, <laughs> that was my theme of the weekend, playing playing guys from Swindon. Um, the, the, the slaves player was from Swindon. This guy was from Swindon, didn't didn't know each other. Um, and uh, yeah, that game five I played uh, Martin's mate, who was also from Swindon. So yeah, that was my <laughs> that was my theme for the weekend. But anyway, that was me one and three. So yeah, a little bit disappointed after after game four, but it was a, it was a close game, and that's you know close games are always better than uh, getting pumped or or, or uh, pumping somebody else. So I I was okay. <laughs> I was happy enough. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nathan? Um, I was playing against Seraphon, uh, James Beedon, who I'd never met before, but found out that I actually followed him on Twitter. He's quite active, posting about his uh, Seraphon. Um, and uh, unfortunately for him, I, I dealt him a bit of a frustrating game. Um, <laughs> fortunately, I don't think he had much. Uh, fun um but yeah it was just a classic case of um everything going right for me and when that happens with a legion army then obviously there's not a lot going well for your opponent um like even from the very beginning gave uh, him turn one knowing that on the vice i'm going to try and pick aggressive expansion because the two objectives in your back corner are technically off the table or like they're on the border of the table really stupid um and against people that are maybe not as familiar with it they'll maybe pick a different battle tactic which he did so he picked a different one and then i picked that one and he was a bit upset that he hadn't picked that one either um and then bellacor stopped him doing stuff i kairos the charge um it was just a, a series of things that he wanted to do and i didn't let him do it and I think it got inside his head a little bit and like even when he was sneaking damage through um, like five damage on Carnosaur Jaws and stuff I was saving them with ward saves and stuff and yeah uh, it, it didn't go his way at all and yeah I scored a lot of points uh, not really much more to say about the game it was uh, a bit awkward but I think that's uh, I think he'd had a bit of a, a rough run that weekend and was feeling a little bit I think he was on one win, one loss, and one draw going into round four. And then I, I basically didn't let him play with these toys. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of a weird game four for me, but bad, yeah, bad, I'll take it. <laughs> That's what it is. It's just a game. It's just a game of toy soldiers. Nathan, Nathan Watson, NPE master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had to set the record straight after Pete gave him a, a a measuring gauge saying you're a really nice guy basically yeah. and then he just went and ruined poison hobby yeah well you're a bad man and I hope that you're gonna go and play mega gargants or something next time or trucks play trucks, trucks. I'll play against trucks heroes play trucks 
if you say so. So how did your how did your last game go, Andy? Your next game, sorry, not your last game. Uh, Tell so, I finished my bottle of wine. <laughs> so t- t- I had now reached the lofty heights of table one, and uh, in a repeat of two weeks previous at Brewdog, uh, I was playing Sons of Behemoth on on the vice. Uh, fuck my life. Uh, you can beat that out if you want, but. Uh, it was. Uh, I walked up to the table. It was playing playing James Everly. Um, really nice guy. Um, he'd been smashing face all weekend, and we were laughing that none of his games really last longer than an hour. Um, up to this point, so uh, we we're having a laugh and a giggle. Uh, and again, the tire, the, the sons of him and the Giants just are so hard to kill. I mean, the the, the Nurgle army isn't. There's not a massive damage output. The Glockens probably slaps the hardest. Uh, the Flies, if they're all in together along the Lord of Afflictions, can maybe do a, a fair bit of damage, but you're more reliant on disease and chip damage across many, many turns. So um, taking down a giant in one turn when you're trying to spread out and minimise the impact of two bigs and, and six smalls is, is difficult. Um, a turn... You know, turn three, I think I was slightly ahead. Again, the Sphinxes were helping. The, the, the getting the three monsters running, two monsters in your deployment zone. I, I was just able to get that nice and early and get it out of the way. Um, but and, and else, this is also probably the second game where I used uh, turn off. You know, uh, fight last, so I could do some more damage to his giants uh, without fear of um, not get a chance to swing with the units. But uh, it came down to, so I turned three into four. He had moved up, got the Glockin down to about three wounds, and I went priority three into four. So I retreated the Glockin, uh, had him on like an, a 10 inch charge. He made it fantastic. Uh, I'd, been in the, I'd been handing those out all weekend, so it was good to see someone else get it. But there was, again, the terrain came into it. It meant you only get one small into into the Glockin. And uh, by the time the, the dice had settled, I had like two wounds left and things, so that that retreat was pretty big and it kept me in the game, um, or at least let the Glock can do a bit of a hit and back and, and keep me in the game at least. But it came down to eventually, my Lord of the Afflictions was in his backfield. Um, he'd kind of skirted down the side and was dueling with some single giants, killing one every turn, just chipping away, keeping me, ticking over in that one point. Um, and then in turn four, tried to cast Metamorphosis on him, failed. So couldn't do um, broken ranks with a monster. So killed his last small giant that he had, got the two points for that. And then turn five, it was look, I was five points behind. So I went to cast Metamorphosis with a view to killing one of his giants that was on one wound left and doing bring it down. Um, so Failed to cast Metamorphosis, but did manage to kill the giant, um, and got my got the five points. And did uh, so we'd already counted uh, grand strategies, so got the two points. Oh, I'm getting I'm gonna get it wrong here, but the way it, the way it came out, we thought we drew, so we thought it was a flat draw. In fact, we thought I'd lost. Then we realised I killed a monster in the last turn, so that made it a flat draw. So we're like, right, 25, 25, that's pretty fair. You know, both of us happy with that. It's been a good game. I mean, a small crowd, so with it being table one, you, you get a few people congregating to see what's going on at the top. And uh, 
a couple of guys went, oh, I see he's put a draw down. Do you both get the same amount of battle tactics? And, and we'd realised that I'd got five to his four. The Glock can fail him to die in one turn. I, I denied him uh, a battle tactic. So, so all of a sudden, I've managed to get a, a minor victory. So having gone through the rollercoaster emotions of, oh, I've lost this game, but it's Giants in the vice to, it's a draw. Yeah, that seems pretty fair to, well, and only I've managed to, <laughs> to get a minor victory in this. So, you know, and throughout this, he was a gent. You know, he was laughing, shaking my hand. He was a like, great game, well played. Um, we were laughing. In fact, the game took right up to like, the last five minutes of the round. Uh, the TO was ribbing, ribbing him because he was going, ah, this game's lasting a bit longer. It's like, ah, yeah, that's what happens when you're playing uh, on the top tables against different people, you know, that know their armies and stuff. So we were laughing at that. You know, everyone was kind of running about and, and laughed and joking at the game. But um, walked away from game four with, with three majors and a minor and, and all of a sudden your heart rate starts pumping because you're thinking, if I got a chance of picking a, a trophy up here. Uh, so it was exciting. It was exciting for me as well because at that point you volunteered to drive us back to the room so I could hit the ale. <laughs> I've never seen a man look so happy. His eyes lit up. It was like watching my son open his presents on Christmas. Yeah, for me. I got I got a second day of drinking. It was it was lovely. So no I, for... he reappeared five minutes later with two pints and one in each hand. <laughs> well, yeah, it saves queuing twice. <laughs> So yeah, we uh, so we had our lunch again, um, and then uh, yeah, we were into we were into the final game. Um, what was the final game? Refresh the memories. Game five was Feral Foray. Feral Foray. So that's the three in each territory, and you can burn one per turn in your opponents if you're within one inch of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, we discussed that in my final game, um, and then we realised um, the turn after um, one was burned that it wasn't from within um, an inch, so we kind of had to backtrack a little, um, which turned up the tension. So I played Pete, um, who was Nathan's opponent from game three. Um, so it was the Stormcasty stuff. And this was the first time all weekend that I'd been drawn against an army that had one of the prime targets in it. Um, so it had the long strikes and a uh, unit of two Stormdrake. Uh, we had the Feral Foray. Um, I was scared of those um, long strikes because Bastion allows three uh, D3 units to redeploy. He had translocation on the priest um, on a two-up, so on the relict, sorry. So he could, in effect, delete what he wanted to delete turn one, which I was scared of. So it was the only game that I actually deployed my my rune lord in a tunnel with the smiter, which meant I couldn't get my invocations out turn one because my smiter was off the board. Um, it was a great game, really good fun. Um, Early on, um, I think I think Pete had gone ahead a little bit because I played so defensive and I am I half gave up one flank um, just because uh, he had to deploy first, so he'd castled in the corner with his long long strikes, um, so I'd kind of push my my valuable stuff off to the right 
or in a wood. I had like 30 dwarves sat in a wild wood so they couldn't be shot. Um, and then I had a magma droth hiding in the corner uh, and a rune smiter uh, underground with the, the other magma droth. And then I was using my my gun haulers a bit as bait. So I kind of, I was given first, I threw the gun haulers out to try and snipe off. I wanted to get rid of the relicter, but I think he had the, is it called, is it the mirror shield? So you can't be shot unless you're within nine. It is. Yeah. yeah, so he had that, so I couldn't snipe him off. Um, so I just put a few, a couple of drills into the um, the storm drake to put a few mortal wounds. So I'd, I think I did three, um, and he shrugged one. For some, I think did he shrug one? Yeah, because he was wholly within range of an objective. Is that right? Is that the? Yeah, wholly within twelve yeah. objective for hammers. Yeah. So he shrugged. So he was two chipped off. It, it was it was a good battle. It was a uh, it was great fun. Um, I thought at one point right, and I was playing catch up. And after the second turn, um, when a, an objective got burned, um, which we went back at the air, middle of three and put it back because it shouldn't have been burned. But at that stage, I decided, oh, um, I'm just going to try and score all five battle tactics because I couldn't really see a way I could get my army where I needed it to. I'd used my my quick legs rune turn one and then i didn't get the the six which i really needed so that i could uh i could bring my magma drop on and have him on the seven inch charge instead of a nine um but anyway i i decided to just go for those um and i think it must have been the third or fourth turn i i did so much stupid and i went for the the fire slayers have got these eight battle tactics in the book and they're really good, really themed, and it adds a lot. And it, I found it really easy to score my battle tactics. That's why I only dropped one. Um, they've got a couple of grand, well, they've got four grand strategies as well in the book. Uh, but I chose Grimnir's Wrath has no something, well, I don't know what it was called. The ins and out of it is you have to have any Vulkite Berserkers in your army have to be in combat for you to score it. So I thought, oh, that's fine. Um, it's is what it is so i charged my volk well my Vul- one unit of volkites was already in combat with a chariot so i threw the other volkites in and then like a numpty i threw the half guard berserkers and a magma drop and as soon as i'd done it i was like oh shit i'm in i'm in combat and i was like how can i not pile in or how can i do this that and the other so i don't kill these two units so the volkites are in combat and so I was cheering all his saves, not piling in. And we had a really good, there was a lot of back and forth. Um, but at the end, it did ramp up. And because we were having so much fun, um, I think we were playing the last 30 minutes very fast. So I didn't really have a right to be able to maybe snatch things. But Pete was under a bit of pressure to play fast at that point, probably more because of me being slow than him, to be honest. Early on, I'd had a few pints and was just enjoying myself. But then as we came into the last two turns, it was like I saw a bit of a way that I might be able to swing things. I didn't. Um, It did come down in the last turn. I could have potentially got a draw. Um, It all came down to my flame spitter needing to do four mortal wounds ridiculously on a storm drake. Um, And it didn't. It didn't even do one. So it didn't happen. Uh, But Pete. Pete was a great opponent. He was a good lad, uh, a good laugh. And he was made up for the fact that he played two of us who'd come down from Scotland. Um, 
after he came to a Scottish tournament, and I don't think he played any, did he? Or did he play one Scottish? I think he got one, yeah. He was gutted. He got one. He played three he... English, yeah. Three of the Acom lads, didn't he? He did, and then uh, he played us two. And, uh, but his quote, the quote of the weekend for me, Nathan, was that um, <laughs> my game against Nathan was good. Why do you even need to my bring it up? game against you was great. Well, I need to bring <laughs> it up because... Talk. Let the man talk. Let, him listen let, let me enjoy myself. I don't interrupt <laughs> you. So, so I'm just going to mute you here. So, yeah. So, you know, I have to have my small glory. I got the moral victory in a way. Um, but to be honest, you were using Legion. So for him to have a good game against that, you must have been a good opponent. So anyway, that was me. Um, I finished two and three. Which wasn't ideal, but I learned a lot about the army. I think there's a lot in the Fire Slayers book. I think it's good. The venue's great. The tournament was great. So, yeah, I had a great time. Um, you were good company. Um, but, yeah, what about yourself? What about yourself, Scott? How was your final game? So, my final game was against a lovely chap called Dean McGonagall. I can't say it right. McGonagall, um, who was, uh, like I say, from Swindon. He was one, I think he was the mate of uh, Martin the previous game and he'd, he'd come along to check how we were getting on um, and uh, during game four and then I walked up to, to game five and then he, he appeared again so I was like oh all right how you doing let's let's let's, let's get going so that was a was a good start Rory said hello um, he was a lovely chap he had KO again so this is my second uh, KO battle of the weekend um, so I was a little bit more prepared as much as you can be against KO in the yeah, you kind of knew what was coming, having not played them that much before. Um, he had, again, an ironclad, this time normal-sized, normal, sized, normal uh, standard GW issue, ironclad. Um, he had, I think, he certainly had one unit of 10 Arcanauts on foot and probably two in the boat, I want to say, maybe one. Um, he had uh, two units of six Sky Wardens, so again, a little, maybe slightly unusual, and the, the, the engine master with a with the bubble as well, so they were sort of floating about together. He had a chemist on foot, um, and he must have had something else in the boat again. I can't remember. I've, I've not got the lists to hand, but it was certainly more deployed than it was in the previous KO game. Um, and this was a this was a brilliant game, um, probably the best of the weekend, and very 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 close. So I I I, I got first turn as usual, um, and I decided I'll start booting these up um, as best I can. So. I, I ran my uh, I ran my gatebreaker um, with a, with a command point straight into his tickling his one of his on his his left my right hand side and 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 booted my two others up so I was holding uh, I was holding three after my first turn complete the battle tactics so that was quite a successful turn one um, and then l- looking at the score sheet it was a it's kind of a tale of double turns it was uh, he he got the double into two. I got a double into three, he got a double into four, and I got a double into five. So it was a very swingy, swingy. Um, so that's uh, that's two KO double turns, which are which are, which are not nice. Um, lots of shooting. It's basically an exercise in in finest hour and all out defence versus all out attack and KO rerolls. <laughs> and make sure you pick your right finest hour, <laughs> which I got better at. Um, uh, but this this came down to, so turn. To, oh, I can see the scores here, but um, going into turn, going into the turn five priority roll, I had I had one mega gargant left on full wounds, so it was a war stomper. So he was obviously going to get finest hour when it came to um, 
to, to, to definitely for his turn, maybe even for my turn. Um, and I was sitting just on a on, on one objective in his territory. We, you know, we burned a few. There's only two left, I think. So you know, less objectives left suits me much better. He'd been burning. I'd been burning it um, in the mission, and he had his. So his warlord was the was the engine master. He was on a. He'd, he'd been a bit wounded, but even so, you know, if I charge a guy into him, I'm, if I get one on one, I'm going to slay him. I still had slay the warlord. I still had broken ranks in my deck, and I had conquer. Um, and he had just taken down one of my krakens for one of on one of his objectives, so it was empty. I was in control of it. So I won turn four. I, I won turn five priority with a fully um, with, with a gargant on full health, thirty five wounds, four up save. Uh, and I thought, right, broken ranks, you get a plus one. Slay the warlord, you get a plus one. But he's, uh, I think, I think his list was the the barrack. Is it the barrack thring, the one that you fight back on a when you die? Not sure. Whichever one that is, anyway. Where, where you get to fight when you die, which would, he'd done a bit of damage earlier, you know, chipping a few wounds off as I was as I was smacking him up. Um, so, <laughs> you know, the old Scott would have picked Slay the Warlord or or Broken Ranks and gone for the gone for the one bubble uh, battle line unit or the or the weakened general, but the new Scott decided no, I'm going to pick Conquer. I'm going to go for two victory points in my turn five. I'm going to move my my Warstomper up from the kind of midfield. Just to the very edge, a ball here onto his objective to claim it, <laughs> and he's already—he'd already been on my, the, the only surviving objective. So I'm holding one, I'm holding two, I'm holding more, and I get two VP for five, um, and that was key. So by 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 not going into his um, his, his his last broken his, his last battle line or his general, which he could have redeployed, and again I could have filled it that way, having learned that lesson. Um, I played it safe. I just maximised my VP to the kind of sensible level. Um, had had I not won turn five priority, I think I probably well I may still have won it because he still had to take me down over two, or sorry over one round of shooting. Um, but kind of two combat rounds, I guess. So it was possible. But but by me getting turn five priority, I could just do my turn, sit on the, the edge of the objective, and then his turn five, chuck on finest hour, chuck on all that defence, and just uh, take it. <laughs> And I think, I think he still had about twelve wounds or something after that turn. So it was a cracking game, great way to finish. It ended up being, uh, you know, I think what's the score here, thirty-two thirty uh, to me. We did all, we we all did our five battle tactics. We both got our grand strategies. So, um, you know, had had he killed that gargant, I'd have lost it for sure. So great game, lovely way to end it, lovely chap. Um, and chatting to him after the after the game, you know, he's. Him and uh, Martin are keen to come up north and, and sample a bit of Scottish Warhammer as well. So it's always good when you can sow a few oats and, and, and attract some more folk up here. That's that's always one of my aims anyway. So, yeah. so that was good. Let's recognise the fact that Scott's going into his uh, Wolds role. <laughs> yes. Uh, taking the, the easy points and the, the victory. Yeah, no, it's quite proud of you. I was quite chuffed. It was like it was like, oh, I can go for that, and I'm like, mm, hold, hold, <laughs> <laughs> just tickle the end yeah. objective and, and and settle them. So it's like a thirty second turn, you know. It's like, right, there you go, done. <laughs> Tell you what, much like my turn one, really. <laughs> that is definitely growth. <laughs> yeah, it's all 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 about the maths. 
Yeah, so it was, uh, it was a good, cracking game. Um, I think I gave both KO players my uh, best game votes, which you don't often <laughs> you don't often do. <laughs> yeah, soaked up a couple yeah. of double turns from KO players as well. So sounds like I might have to uh, revisit that Barrack string or whatever they're called because I've never even looked at that, and I've got two Masai uh, Fire Slayers and KO armies. So maybe I should look into that. Yeah, they're still. I mean, they're still. They're still good. They still go where they want. They still put a hell of a lot of shooting out. Um, that sniping little gun hauler is pretty nasty as well. Oh, they're nice, aren't they? Is that where they roll a five plus and they do three mortals? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's so what my Sits in the middle of nowhere and just shoots you basically. So. Yeah. yeah. Thirty-six inch range. It's lovely. Yeah. So Wait, did, did you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go I was going to say where, where they miss out is there's no monsters in in KO. So no. You don't get the bonuses. You don't, um, mind you. You don't give it away either, do you? So no. Anyway, but I think without having some additional um, battle tactics to fall back on from yeah. your uh, from your battle tome, you do struggle if you don't have any monsters. Yeah. Um, plus, well, they don't have mages to turn somebody into a monster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So Nathan, game five. Uh, yeah, so I was playing uh, Martin Scanling as well, who Scott played round four. It was a really nice experience at the table um, and spent probably about half an hour after the game talking to him and, is it Dean that you were playing last? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was lovely. It was a really, really nice game. And with his soul blight going into Legion, um, I was pretty confident having played against it quite a bit. And knowing the damage output in his army versus the kind of survivability of my army. Um, and I had choice of turn as well. So about mind games happened again with Bellicor. So I went first and chose Ferocious Advance and tried to, to make a wizard a monster so I could do it with three. Having heard that he did the same thing in Scott's game, trying to bait him into doing it as well. So then in his turn, he chose it, and then I Bellacord his zombie dragon, and he failed his battle tactic turn one. Um, so I was able to kind of lock him down at the back and have a points advantage. I never moved forward at all. Um, turn two, he took the turn, and he'd, like, he'd moved forward with his uh, wolves and his, um, oh, what's it called, the, that wolf guy. Radhikar the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. So he'd move forward with that and his Vingorian Lord into quite an aggressive position. So he kind of had to take the turn, chose an easy battle tactic that he wouldn't fail this time, which meant his zombie dragon was stuck at the back of the table again and charged into a unit of pinks I'd put on the flank, killed seven of them, and then in return in the next turn, I came round the flank with Bellicor and the Epitome and killed Radhikar the Beast and the Vingorian Lord. So I was able to just like shut down his advance, push into the middle of the table, and then I think turn three ended up failing another battle tactic because he couldn't get two units for Savage Spearheads just because of the way the the table had kind of folded in on itself. Um, and we, we called it shortly into turn four because I'd been continuing to score my battle tactics, had got points for killing monsters, um, was getting bonus points for doing objectives with monsters. Um, 
and yeah, there was uh, an unassailable lead into into the start of turn four. But it was a really pleasant game. Um, just it was a classic case of everything going right again as well. Um, and once again, it was nice to play against some new people uh, that were lovely as well. Okay, so then. four and one. So, yeah. yeah, four and one. Well done, sir. Well done. So you had as many wins as me and Scott combined. So you're <laughs> you're as good as both of us together. <laughs> Standard <laughs> practice, though, right? Yeah, clearly. So, Andy, how did you get on? Uh, so, flying high, three majors and a minor under the belt. Uh, the John Bayless 3.75 now. Um and find myself on table two, um, duking it out for a spot in the podium, uh, and end up playing the uh, Laurie of, of Team England captaincy fame. So, in the, in the match, dubbed the the Calcutta Cup of Warhammer, um, <laughs> we, we duked it out. Um, so he was running uh, Teclas and sixty Wardens, um, and a, a minor hero um, just to to fill out the slots. So. Uh, split into a 30, a 20, a 10 and, and five Dawn Riders as well so an army with plenty of punch and a, and a toolbox as he called it uh, and as you'd expect for a for a top table duking it out for a a trophy it was um, full of top table behaviour it was it was uh, played in good spirit um, there was there was challenges on both sides you know two guys who, who have been around the block a few times and uh, didn't weren't, weren't afraid to, to to put across their points, so the, the game was one of those ones that I, I won't forget, and um, I'd certainly been looking forward to a, a game against Laurie uh, or one of the Team England uh, if I'd got one this weekend. So to get against Laurie was great, and and the game finished up a, a flat draw. I mean, there was there was a few moments where you know he, he shut down the Glockens' ability with. Um, portals and, and one of Teclis's spells, uh, which, you know, takes away my, my toys. Fantastic move, but I doubled one into two as well. So that meant I ended up deleting quite a large proportion of his army um, and put him in the back foot uh, from turn three. And, and then we had a bit of back and forward just on, um, you know, how we how the objectives were captured and, and uh, what couldn't couldn't be done, and and it ended up, you know, with a turn five Glock and taking out Teclas to to tie the game. So, um, I must say we were both after the game exhausted. Uh, five tough games, uh, finishing off with with a very tough game, but I did enjoy it. I must say I I, I like a a nice challenging game, and and it was one of those ones that I wouldn't forget. Um, Teclas is always a, a tough tough game you know you're not gonna get much magic off so you, you take your victories where you can get them dispelling the mortal wound bomb and then 11 is one of the one of the highlights that sticks out for me and and um and watching the, the flies do the work against some wet paper bag elves is always funny um the glock can at one point charge into 20 wardens and uh, clap them uh, just with one attack <laughs> The, the tentacle. <laughs> I got uh, he, he did he did what he had all at defence, aether quartz, um still field four saves and between the impact hits from his charge and, and the tentacle wiped the unit out. So um 
at that point my dice were rolling pretty well and, and his weren't but he took it he took it well um so by the time we by the time the dust settled by the time the two of us had um juked it out and uh it was it was a, a slobber knocker to say the least you know the two captains of of six nations teams there was um no quarter given as you'd expect on table two uh, game five uh, table two game five so um to finish a flat draw i think was a fair result and it did mean that i walked away with a, a third place trophy which uh was a a pleasant surprise i'll say um like i said earlier on last time i was at Warhol, I, I went one and four so to turn that round and go four wins and a draw um was a an excellent weekend and i was really i really enjoyed the list I, 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 it's something i'd been thinking with for a while the sphinxes were a a last minute addition after a bit of bouncing off our um our guru nathan so um dropping them in without much practice but having a good idea how i wanted them to play turned out to be an excellent choice so, you know that was the extra uh, the extra battle tactics for monsters the flexibility and the utility they bring to the list and then just the glocking you know he's a he's a chunk of points but there's nothing quite like seeing your opponent's face when you fling a one-win plug play better into 14 bow snakes to shut down <laughs> their shooting uh, or, or something of uh, something similar or fling a, a beast and go into a giant to stop him from killing your nuggle i don't know if scott remembers that one uh, <laughs> but, um, i'm twitching from uh from brew dog but yeah a, a fantastic weekend um made all the better by, by the company we had um so the trophy sits pretty place in the living room just now until the missus decides that it needs to retire to the to the office uh, where it can join the couple of other trophies i've picked up over the years so yeah a great weekend all in well done well done and i think that trophy given the current price of resin must be worth about four thousand pound because <laughs> it was some some slug of t- some slab of trophies it was a solid cast resin yeah we were we were admiring it in the bar afterwards and we uh, <laughs> we were breaking it down its construction as 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 we we're prone to do we were like is that solid resin <laughs> tapping it off the table poking the bottom of it but yeah it's, it was good yeah then we we went out with a few of the others and we we had curries uh we tried to throw rings around cow's horns <laughs> yeah we debated politics we drank elvish juice and no, we, we uh well some <laughs> of us did and then we um yeah then we retired and then it was the long drive home but no it was a great weekend um again um uh, great opponents great venue uh well well run um couldn't have asked for better well, apart from some better results, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was it was good. How how did you find? I know a few people who've talked about uh, new Nurgle and stuff and the disease mechanics. Did disease come into play much for you? It seems more like you do the do the deed at the time, and you you go for shock and awe rather than the slow grind. No, no. I mean, don't get me wrong, it, it, it did chipped off a, a few wounds here and there. I think game one was probably the biggest impact where I had two out of maybe four heroes that were sort of clumped up. So game one again was the fire slayers and two of, two of these heroes were clumped up. Um, 
and we were talking about what was going to happen in turn five. And he was like, well, you know, I might do this, this and that. I said, well, let's just roll out the Z's first and then we can see about turn five and see whether you've got a chance to, to get back in the game. And, and Julie went and killed two heroes, cleared out another squad that were down to like one or two models that, that had five uh, disease on it. So it, it, it can it very much shift the, the game yeah. doing it in Battleshock phase. Um, yeah, I, I think I've found that with my uh, Fire Slayers, they didn't like the mortal wounds into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's the, uh, in disease being in the Battleshock phase, you, you know yourselves, you're quite often thinking about your next turn already. It, by the end of the combat phase, you're thinking, right, this is what I've got. Yeah. You know, you're you're already planning what you're doing based on if you get priority or not. So to then see your opponent scooping up four or five dice, and if the if the wheel's in the right place, or if your army happens to have wither stave, you're looking at mortals now two, two or three. So it can be some fairly chunky damage um, uh, across five turns if you if you roll well. Yeah. So what are you going to be taking to your next tournament? Ah, the same again. Same again. Same again. No point in changing what works. Um, so I think I'm off to the Glasgow tournament. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see you there. I've just booked my hotel tonight and paid for my ticket. So lovely. lovely. I'll not be drinking. I'll be going down the road. Um, I had to burn a few points for this one. So yeah, not doing the 77. But no, yeah, I think I'll just blow them out again. Um, keep getting some reps in and then look towards fall rule at the end of the month as well mm-hmm. i might yeah might be going to follow the world now yes chasing those player rankings oh. see one sniffer rankings and he's all over it he's abandoning his pregnant wife yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we'll, we'll see we'll see should we uh should we round it off by uh declaring who was first and second well, Does it matter? We should do. I got more major victories. What do you mean out of us? Right? So. I think it's you, you and Nathan were first and second yeah. out of us. I was, I, I was first and Nathan was second. But as you said, you get four majors. I only get three. Just It was just the minor and the, the draw, you know. I didn't, I didn't lose. Did you lose this weekend? Did that be the person we lost it? I softened them up for you, Andy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I tired his goth trick out. That's what it was, I. So you came first and second then, go on, hit us with uh, the list. First, Matt Morin with um, the Stormcast Filth of... Uh, yeah, that was another Bastion Long six. Strike Dragon list, wasn't it? it was. But it had some Judicators and stuff in there. Yeah, aye. Solid player, knows his list, plenty of games in. Games Workshop didn't yeah. like give away too much resin, so kept aye. some of it in-house. He's been, been remolted <laughs> down. <laughs> slightly controversial GW employee. I don't. We, we debated it at length, uh, um, and then second was my opponent Laurie, so he picked up second uh, by virtue of the fact that he had four majors to my three majors and a, a minor one. So that rounds out the top three. Yeah. There we go. We've not talked so, about uh, Nathan Billicoring Steve Renan to nominating him for a painting nomination as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get critiqued for being a shit opponent and not painting armies all the time, and it just goes <laughs> to show you that the Scottish tournament scene is so wrong. <laughs> They're all just a bunch of horrible people. Are you sure it was They're just bullies? There was no, there was no other 
favours or anything exchanged in terms <laughs> there of was that nothing, cabinet entry now. There was there was talk of Felicio being offered in trade <laughs> for a paint nomination. I can assure you nothing like that happened. I was Wait, I was chatting I was chatting to Steve late on Saturday afternoon or I can't remember game two or game three anyway. Um and he says to me, I think it's a game after game three, because I had, I had a couple of beers by that point, and he says he says, Yeah, Nathan, Nathan's army is really good. And at first I was think I was gonna say, Yeah, well he's Nathan always takes filth, you know what I mean? He's uh he's, he always takes good armies and then it dawned on me he, he was he was talking about the 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 visual aspect of it and it was uh <laughs> Did you laugh out loud? I said, yeah. I said, yeah. The, the wings are awesome on on Villacon and stuff. I, I, I was I was genuinely shocked. Not, not that it does look good, but I was I was I was convinced he was talking about the filth aspect rather than the, <laughs> rather than the painting. So there you go. I'm a man of many talents. <laughs> we'll begrudgingly we'll begrudgingly accept the fact that the man has got a, a talent for for oh, colour yeah. To which he then drops the bomb in the car on the way up the road. Oh, I am slightly colourblind as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just cop like on see that uh, paint scheme. The actual paints and the recipe was stolen off of Instagram. Somebody had done something similar. I just copy paint recipes from other people, yeah, and I'm semi competent with that uh, airbrush. Don't we all? Don't we all? You can you can copy and paste the mail list and go own five, but it takes a bit of skill. So do yeah, have it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So you're not only are you a netlister, you're also a netless painter. I'm a net painter, yeah. <laughs> I'll admit it. Oh, well, I'm not shy. Yeah, are you? No, it's okay. Yeah, it does look good on the table. It's uh, it's better than the scaven. <laughs> Looks better in the bin. <laughs> so if you could no, all, like if you could all give a a one takeaway from the weekend, what would it be? What would your top tip for for us trip to the warm world? Oh. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah, go on. So make time to get round the exhibition. Make time to get round about the shop, and just soak it up. Um, you, you're gonna you're in a place that is basically the mecca of uh, our hobby, uh, and it really does. It's all in about you. If you if you're in a a hobby downer, or if your your juices are flowing, you've got lots of army ideas. It's the place to be to get these things going. Just leave your credit card and your debit cards at home. <laughs> what about you, Scott? Yeah, I think I've got to. It's, yeah, don't don't be afraid of that tournament. It's it's not it's it's not the the filthiest that you'll that you'll find. There's the, there's the full spectrum. Um, I'm, yeah, my second tip is is a. Uh, Go for a cuddle with a giant six foot nurgling at the at the reception as well. <laughs> Nathan, um, just talk to people. Like, don't be don't be shy. Like, I, I ended up in a whole bunch of conversations with people, and like their their names even escaped me now. That was like so brief, but just like getting to talk to people at the cabinet when voting for uh, like your favorite army and stuff, and just driving doesn't hobby. doesn't count. Don't, yeah, like you guys didn't even vote for me. <laughs> I so. that was it. I felt contractually obliged. Ah no, mine was out of principle. Can't vote for your friends. But no, like just but, uh, it's just nice getting to meet loads of new people. Like we we talk about all the time how insular our scene can be. Like we're welcoming, but we do tend to end up like hanging out and playing against the the same people every month. 
so when you get that opportunity to go somewhere where you're going to meet a whole bunch of new people it's it's nice it's refreshing and i'll give the final yeah. word to the to the main man himself Stu. Uh, I know what Maggie sure, can we make sure you put your mate on your car insurance and uh, take a designated <laughs> driver. <laughs> There's my, my top tip. <laughs> oh, oh, and, uh, make sure your tyres <laughs> yeah, make sure your tyres are uh, yeah, legal yeah. as well. Check, check your tyres. Check your tyres, kids. Make sure you do There's your, another... your five point check. <laughs> yeah, there's another there's a story there for another day. <laughs> Don't, no, don't all tyres are legal. Oh, they're all good now. I've got to drive this week. Where's my driving this week? I'm driving. I've got to go to Edinburgh on Thursday morning. Then I'm down to south of Wales on Friday. Then I'm back up to Birmingham for Saturday, Sunday. And then Edinburgh on Monday. And then I'm Perth Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then back to Orkney. You'll I've got to drive. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to get them changed on the route. So I think they'll be all right for a bit. They're, they're still legal, but yeah, there's there's a couple of thousand miles to be driven next week. So yeah, I'm going to meet Bruce Campbell. How fucking awesome yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm going. <laughs> That's why I've got Wales. So I've got an ashy slashy puppet for him to sign. Can't wait. So how, yeah. you, how are you managing that? Are you, do you, have you met him on Twitter or is it like a meet No, no, we just got, I've just, just got to the comic convention oh, in Wales, fantastic. Wales Comic Con, and he's doing like uh, autographs and stuff and like photos. So I booked it like months and months ago. So me and Arwen are going down. Does he know he's meeting you? Does, is he aware of it? Does he fuck, but he'll never forget me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go, some... I'll go dressed, I'll go dressed as him and start start being all creepy no no it'll be good uh so we're going down and there's like folk from firefly there and arwen's keen because there's oh. people from buffy and stuff and i don't know doctor who and stuff should be good fun so we're uh we're getting dressed up and going down and then on the way back i'm putting arwen on a plane um and then i'm going to spadge's wedding it's spadge's wedding next week so oh excellent that's a good fun so hopefully I can I can get into my kilt because it's been a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh well. But that's it. Um we could speak forever, but we're approaching two hours, so we should maybe call it there. Um thank you very much for joining us. And it is going to be, to everybody at home, uh, a fond and happy good night from Orkney. Good night from Glasgow. Yeah. In the, deepest, in the deepest darkest shire good night yeah no night children <laughs> sleep time yes like thank you very much <laughs>